Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, connecting fintech enthusiasts with startups, incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate the fintech ecosystem. Here you can listen to the startup founder stories, what investors and incumbents are looking for when dealing with startups, and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. So welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Christine and Christine is a well-known wealth tech expert in Switzerland. We're going to find out more what wealth tech actually means and what it can do for the incumbents, banks or wealth managers or asset managers. Hi, Christine. So can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about why you're interested in wealth tech? Really, it's a pleasure to be on the Voice of Fintech. I can describe my career in three phases. So the first phase, I started my career in international private banking at JP Morgan in the US, Asia, and Europe. Phase two, I decided to shift into consultancy, where I helped establish practices in Switzerland and Asia for Capco and then helped advise global wealth managers on regulation and adoption of new technologies. And phase three, about two years ago, I decided to join Motive Partners, a private equity company focused on fintech, who acquired Fanantics. And I recently had the pleasure of joining Fanantics as chief commercial officer. In addition, I'm on the board of Barclays Private Bank in Switzerland. And on a personal note, I'm Swiss, Chinese-American, and a mother of two. Well, you mentioned Fanantics. So what is Fanantics? What does it do? And uh, what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Or are you rather a client uh, pleaser? Uh, Fanantics is a product company who is 100% dedicated in helping wealth managers, insurers, and banks both digitally and intelligently engage with their customers, prospects, and provide insightful and compliant advice. In numbers, Fanantics is over 250 people based in 10 countries in Europe and Asia. They have implementations in over 40 countries, and main locations are R&D out of Singapore, Italy, Switzerland, and London, as well as Hong Kong, Japan recently opened, and Australia. All right. And, uh, well, a lot of people talk about going digital and uh, using digital channels or AI. Well, what is your unique advantage? Why are you better than the others? So right now, as we know, uh, it's all about AUM growth right now. And I think particularly um, wealth managers and private banks are really struggling to be able to not only identify new prospects, but to really keep their current prospects engaged and that they can cross-sell to them additional services. Fanantics really is able to service their clients both as point solution out of the box, as well as a fully integrated solution in all of the elements of front-end collaboration. So that means if an RM wants to reach out to a client very proactively and with information that is given to them in terms of listening notifications, either about servicing the customer, either about new ideas or recommendations, new research they want to share with the customer. They can do that not just timely. They can do that in many different channels, the omni-channel. They can do that in a frictionless manner, and they can do that in a compliant manner. That gains efficiency for the RMs. That gains trust from a client perspective. It feels that the RM is reaching out to them. And in an area where the client can self-serve, drill down a bit more into detail, Uh, And the bank can also work with Fanantics to plug in certain elements right now, especially with the COVID-19 situation, with a lot of banks asking us to help with client collaboration, ability to to bring content intelligent to clients. But in the future, should they also want to extend Fanantics into client portal, 
into onboarding, into intelligent advice and recommendations, they can also extend analytics accordingly as well. So larger banks in uh, larger banks and wealth managers in particular have been focusing on increasing the RMs per, or relationship managers per activity, increasing the lending ratio versus AUM and slashing the cost. But where does the use of technology and wealth tech fit into all of this? And you can use your company as an example or just comment on the whole wealth tech scene and cooperation or disruption of the incumbents in particular. Fanatics recently conducted a survey with Wealth Briefing and found that 47% of high net worth individuals stated if they were CEO for a day, they would prioritize innovation digital to improve servicing client experience. 54% of the wealth managers rated the way the personalized investment commentaries as poor. That means actually the opportunity to have and to use wealth tech to drive the right technology approach digitally is really key to being able to engage and service clients. And we really believe AI in particular can play a major role in identifying and delivering personal, relevant, actionable, timely, individual servicing client by client. Again, larger banks have the challenge where they have larger product universe and distilling the product universe to clients in a relevant manner and explaining that and educating the client accordingly is a challenge. And that's where, again, the digital tools to be able to support, and uh, yeah, I'm talking about wealth tech more widely, can really make a difference. Okay. And then if you look at the examples of wealth tech in general, you know, let's say robo advisors, process automation, use of AI and insights, uh, how do you see the prospects of some of these um, businesses um, succeeding on, on a standalone basis? For example, with robo advisors, uh, a lot of people liked it. They were, you know, also talking about automating the boring stuff, things like this. But then um, there are also critics who say, well, you know, the robo-advisor without the sufficient AUM is not worth much. It's going to be a commodity if it's not already. So with the process automation, perhaps as well, it could be just a loss leader for consultants to do something different. What are your thoughts on some of these uh, early, um, early wealth tech uh, inroads into wealth management? I think a rise of wealth tech over the last 10 years has been really evident, really starting with digitalization of existing processes and providing clients very basic information through digital channels. I think now, both with a combination of data being available and also the maturity of digital adoption, we're seeing banks and and wealth managers really adopt a wide range, really focusing on the client optimization and almost operational efficiency elements as well. I think we first saw five years ago a focus on remediation regulation and therefore a lot of tools to automate the KYC, the AML, and if you wish, the burden of being able to handle and support complex clients and complex relationships. We fortunately have moved on, and in addition to automating compliance, We've moved on to being able to automate real engagement and providing the RM a lot more information to become, uh, to have a richer experience and have a richer dialogue with their clients. What is really great is we can see areas that don't require significant investment, but can make a significant difference. That ranges from client profiling, where you can, you can uh, enable, again, a lot more uh, data in terms of identifying risks better, but even more so now, focusing on that collaboration, the client engagement, 
where you can use digital tools to personalize, to help clients drill down in their information, to self-serve, and again, help them understand better not only the offerings of the bank, but also the impact of the offerings on their portfolio. All right. So let's dig into this a little bit more. What does work for ultra high net worth and high net worth clients in terms of wealth tech or leveraging of technology? Because a lot of the people perhaps are still thinking along the old uh, business lines where they thought, okay, well, this is a high touch you know, personal business dealing with the ultra high net worth and high net worth individuals. And that's why the technological solutions were first adopted, as you mentioned, by uh, startups or by, you know, outfits who were targeting retail or affluent clients. But you, I sense that you are arguing something different, right? So historically, digitalization has been used really at the retail level because that's where we saw big volumes and that's where we saw client adoption being the quickest. But if you look now, the hybrid advisory services, meaning helping the investment counselor and the relationship manager bring a wider range of recommendation which fits the client situation. Again, using data-enabled recommendations, next spec actions, goal-based planning, that ability to be able to personalize is really driven by using wealth text to drive the, the the richness of that conversation. And the reason why is the complexity of culture, high net worth and high net worth means that a pure 100% digital experience isn't the, get, the goal. The goal is, again, to provide the same level of uh, customized service, but being able to do that in a compliant manner and being able to do that while, while being able to scan a much wider universe of products. So where are you on your journey in terms of product development or geographic region and, uh, you know, strategic acquisitions uh, like you have just now done now? We didn't talk about where are you based, right? I guess you are based in, you are headquartered in Switzerland, but you have teams all around the world, right? Last 12 months with Fanatics have been an exciting journey. We've opened up Japan, followed by Australia, Geneva, Zurich, and the investment in Switzerland, all topped by a new addition to the Fanatics family in Cube. Um, which is a Swiss-based financial technology company specialized in wealth management and insurance. We're really excited about this additional um, addition to the family. Many of the INQ members are alumni of ETH Zurich or, or Haska from St. Gallen and focused on bringing AI specialists, quants, and software engineers, and finance experts to really provide scalable investment processes and personalized advice. That's everything from you know, AI-powered recommenders to next best actions, we're part of actually our philosophy and our vision of, again, driving data-enabled, tech-enabled, uh, rich intelligence to our clients. For us, actually, we see going forward the ability to benefit from the fact that we are established already in Asia and in Europe. For us, the, our teams have always been acting uh, remotely, have actually been set up to work and support our clients remotely. And therefore, we've seen our teams delivering, especially now with the situation we have in front of us at all over the night, which means that we can continue to bring our clients new innovative services that are unique, they're additive to our current architecture, center partnership in the ecosystem, and continue to execute on our growth journey. So this allows us to bring new innovative service offers, which are unique and additive to our current architecture. This year, we're also working on extending our partnership into the ecosystem. Fanantics partners very well, again, because of the way that it's built API-first on microservices, and it can, allows us to continue to execute on our growth journey. 
So, Christine, so where can interested parties reach you and what kind of people would you like to hear most from or institutions? So for those who are interested want to get in touch, of course, I would say reach out to you first <laughs> or they can uh, reach out to me or my colleagues on LinkedIn. Obviously, again, we're, we're looking, um, you know, we'd be keen on meeting with, with, with clients, wealth managers and insurers who we think be interested in our services, but also, as mentioned, equally our, our partnerships in the ecosystem uh, and look to extend our innovation and, and our partnerships across the sales and advisory collaboration space. Wonderful. So thank you very much, Christine, and good luck to Finantix. Thank you very much, Rudy. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.